Now for today's quick shot of Sips, Suds, and Smokes. Hello and welcome to this quick shot episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. I'm your host, Made Man Bob, and joining me this episode are Made Man Maury. Good morning, Bob. Made Man Brent. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here today. And good old boy, Justin. Hello, Bob. Uh, today we're going to be tasting some bourbons from the Amador Whiskey Company, and we want to thank Randy Massad for the samples he was kind enough to share with us today. And today we're going to be sampling the Amador Double Barrel Bourbon and the Amador Tenure Bourbon. This episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes is sponsored in part by the Fort Lauderdale Whiskey Society. To find out more about the Society and their events, visit us at ftlws.com. So why don't we have Maury give us a little bit of background about the Amador Whiskey Company and tell us about our first product. Thank you, Bob. The Amador Whiskey Company is one of the spirits brands owned by the Trincaro family estates. Trincaro is a well-known name in the wine world, originally starting out with one brand, Sutter Home, in 1948. Today, oh, that they have- tiny little thing. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's heard of Sutter Home. Oh, God, no. They probably make, what, about 40 cases a year? Yeah. Today, they have over 45 brands in their portfolio, with Amador being their flagship brand in the whiskey category. Their first release was a hop-flavored whiskey that was produced with the assistance of the folks at Charbay Distillery, and today, we are going to start out tasting their double-barrel release. To make this expression, they acquired 280 barrels of bourbon from the Barton 1792 Distillery in Bardstown, Kentucky. It's one of my favorite distilleries. This Uh, bourbon had a mash bill of 75% corn, 15% wheat, 5% rye, and 5% malted barley. So a four-grain whiskey mash. And it ranged from 3 to 10 years old. They shipped the bourbon to their facilities in Napa Valley, where they finished it for six months using Chardonnay barrels from Trincaro Family's Napa Cellars Winery. It is bottled at 43.4% ABV. So this uh, first expression uh, is the double barrel, and it's got a lovely copper color to it. Uh, Got a really lot of nice things going on in the nose. You definitely pick up some bourbon notes as well as some some whiny notes. Uh, On the palate, it's whiny. Whiny. I'm whiny. <laughs> like Harmony whiny. Yeah, I'm whiny. On the palate, it's uh, smooth. It's got a lot of classic bourbon flavors, but it's definitely a bit sweet. Um, I think most of us, having tried this and discussed it, have agreed that the wine tends to overpower the bourbon. Sorry. It, it is interesting that the wine overpowers the bourbon. Yes. Um, Again, it's a nice intro-level bourbon. It's just not a real bourbon aficionado's bourbon. Yeah, I mean, the way I take it on this is this is a this is made for wine lovers more than it's made for bourbon lovers. So I think that if you're like if you were a wine lover, you're going to like this more than if you're than if you're a bourbon lover. Well, I, I see where you're going with that comment. Honestly, my friends, my wino friends would not drink this. They're winos. They don't drink bourbon. Right. This is this it's, is definitely too hot and spirited for somebody who's really a wine drinker. Yeah, but, but it's too sissy. sweet. Sorry. Excuse me. It's, I it's, sneezed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very sweet. It's very sweet for the bourbon lovers, though. You know, it's got that. It's it's more of it's more wine it's, flavor. And maybe and it's in purgatory. It just doesn't appeal to anybody. No, it's kind of appeal to somebody. You know, it has to appeal to somebody. And I, and I think that there is a place for this. There is a place that 
I just, in my my take on it is, I think they left it in the in the wine barrels too long. That the wine flavor overpowered the bourbon flavor. I don't disagree with you. Yeah, as a bourbon drinker, bourbon fanatic, right. bourbon geek, I would agree with you completely. Right. As a wine drinker, you might not feel that way though. I mean, I'm not a bourbon savant like you, but well, finishes. You should, got half of that right. You got the idiot part right. <laughs> finishes should enhance. The spirit, it shouldn't be the primary notice. It shouldn't overtake the spirit. Yeah, this one, this one overtakes. So what do you think? think If if you had a bottle of 1792 and you said, I really want this to taste like wine, this is your whiskey. Yeah, but who wants so profound? Yeah. Right. I have to wrap my head around that one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Bob, what are you thinking about this? Ah, they started out with a great base whiskey. I, I love the whiskey that comes out of Barton. It's it's one of my favorite well, distilleries. The other, you know, really quick though, they said three to ten years. Mm-hmm. So you really don't know the age of this one. It's could well, be no, anywhere between the three well, to ten. It's a no age statement, David. Right, it, no it, age statement. It's a blend of a bunch of different stuff. So yeah, um, but it doesn't matter. I mean, I've had stuff from you know from Barton. It's that young i've had stuff that's much older um the high west 21 rye came from there and that one i want to be buried with a bottle of um was, you know was, there's you know they make they make three years though <laughs> you know they make good whiskey yes um, so good. they start out with a good base and you know wine finishes are definitely hot right now um i do think they i think i think they did definitely go a little bit past where i would I see where they're trying to go, and it, and if they are trying to sort of cross over to the wine crowd, seeing as they you know they own forty five brands of wine, I certainly understand where they're going on this. It's sort of um, the ones that Dave Finney did, um, Slaughterhouse, the Slaughterhouse, and the other one. Um, I can I can see the labels. It's yeah, got a little razor on it. Yeah, straight edge. Straight Straight edge. Same thing. They took some source whiskey and they aged it and then used wine barrels and everything. Um, You know, same same concept. You know, they're they're out there. They're they're you know throwing darts at things, seeing what sticks and seeing where they go. So I I agree with the concept. I agree with the idea. Um, This particular one, I think they should have backed off about two months off of it. I think it took on a little bit too much Chardonnay for me. I don't find it unpleasant or anything, uh, but I definitely think that uh, I think it's overpowering. And it's like it's like you know, wine finishes are very big in Scotland and have been for decades. Um, and I've had plenty of scotch that has benefited immensely from the wine finish, whether it be a sherry bud or a port pipe or, or what have you. But I've also had a lot of them that I felt personally overpowered. And these are whiskeys that are very popular that sell you know tens and hundreds of thousands of cases on an annual basis so obviously opinions vary um it's a little bit much for me well yeah yeah i mean if i compare this to the 1792 port finish for example uh it's completely different this one's way more overpowering Mm, than than that you know so i mean they what they've done is they they've taken it and they've put it in theirs and they finished it and it's a much much a more pleasant yeah. finish for me than the, than this and one. And see, is. that's that's a good see there, that's a good example because you got the seventeen ninety two port, and I know people that have compared that to something say like Angel's Envy, 
and some people feel one went too far one went too than far. the other. And the, yeah, and I like them both. I, I thought they were both very well done. But you absolutely can tell one went a little further than the other. Yeah, but they're both. Yeah. But but, but they both, both have the bourbon notes yeah. to them, which yeah. is a big thing. Yeah, this this well, this is definitely a bourbon. You wouldn't yeah. mistake this. For yeah, you're a never going to mistake this. Yeah, absolutely. You're not going to mistake this for a glass of wine. No, no, no. Oh gosh, no, no, not at all, not at all. I just think they went. I just think it went too far. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. And I don't disagree with you. I'm just simply saying that I, I don't see a wine drinker who doesn't drink hard liquor drinking this. Yeah. It's not a glass of wine. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, that being said, I like it. You know, I think I think it's well made. It, it's a little sweet for me, um, but it's certainly inoffensive. I You know, I, I find absolutely no flaws in it. Um, it's just a little sweet for my palate. You know, I perfectly fine with it if you pull this out and this is what you've got in the house and you offer it to me i'm certainly not going to go no <laughs> yeah. Yeah. sure no problem i really think of this as as more of for like a dessert this would be you know, des- that's a, that's what i was thinking right. this would be like really for, excellent for dessert and, yes and i the one thing i was thinking when as i was smelling this i'd love to try and cook with this because i think you could do mm. some really amazing oh, stuff with this yeah i think i think that would work as well that would this would make it you know what this flavor. would be good in like a uh bread bourbon pudding. bread pudding Oh, mm. yeah. Yeah, I think that would be where it would really, it would really kick off. Yeah, because the extra shine. sweetness it would, would really for go something into like it. that in cooking for sure. Yeah, and that's, and I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's their niche. I don't know, but uh, you know, pretty good stuff. You know, yeah. does anybody come out with cooking bourbon? There's well, quite a few, you know, like uh, the William Wolf. You know, some of the flavored bourbons I've used in cooking. Uh, I've used that particular one. I've used in. Um, and making bread pudding and, and some other things. I think that was the frisky whiskey you were using. No. no. <laughs> a little frisky. And uh, you know, that came out you know, came out great. You know, I've used mm. regular whiskeys and I've used flavored whiskeys. And some sometimes, you know, certain whiskeys that either are wine finished or flavored, you know, work better in a dish. So what's our what's our rating on this one? Our rating on this one's gonna be a two. And we'll be back. Hey, and we're back, and welcome to this quick shot episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. We're talking about some whiskeys from the Amador Whiskey Company, and let's have Justin tell us a little bit about our next one. Thank you, Bob. This expression is the latest release from the Amador Whiskey Company, and like the previous one, they started with bourbon that was sourced from the Barton 1792 Distillery in Bardstown, Kentucky. The main difference being that this expression only uses barrels that were 10 years old old or older before the barrels were emptied and then they finished it for six months and used Chardonnay barrels from the Napa Cellars Winery. This release is bottled at 50% alcohol by volume or 100 proof and is a limited release of only 10 barrels. I found this one pretty similar to the first one. Um, You could detect The age smooths it out a little bit and lengthens the finish slightly. Brent, what did you think? Oh, I I definitely, I love, I love this one a lot more. I mean, I, I, you know, as much as I loved it a lot more, it was way too similar, you know, because you don't know how many, you don't know how, you know, this, you know, this one is over 10 years, at least 10 years old. And and you can taste that. And it might just be because it's the, you know, it's a little bit higher proof. The other one was 86.8 and this one's a hundred. So it might just be that, that small difference in the proof that it's making a little bit of a difference, but overall it, the sweetness overpowers it for me again. 
Um, you know, again, you can tell it is a bourbon. Uh, it's got the, it's got nice notes to it and stuff. And I don't, it doesn't appeal to me as a bourbon drinker, but you know, that dessert, again, that dessert bourbon, you know, something with dessert or cooking, like we said in, in the first one, um, this one, you know, I enjoyed a little bit more, but uh, it's just still too sweet for me. And Maury? It's- well, I actually didn't find it as sweet as the first one. I really found it to be a little hotter, and I'm not sure that the higher proof did it any 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 service in terms of improvement. I just found it to be a little hot on the palate. Um, I agree that it's very similar in characteristics to the first one. Uh, it's definitely a little bit on the sweet side, but I, I felt for me, this expression was, as I said, the, the heat yeah. overpowered. Yeah, when I'm trying them right now, side by side, it is a little, it's less sweet than the, than the first one, you know, side by side really quick. But yes, it's got, it's definitely got, um, wine. I'm a wine drinker as well as a bourbon drinker. And I felt that the wine definitely dominated, um, the palate so i think for somebody who likes both you know maybe it's maybe it's a good expression i have a hard time figuring out who they're playing what audience they're playing to because i think that it's uh they're trying to uh, appease too many people and and in fact they're falling short on all sides yeah i I think that you know just 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 like i said i think the the 1792 already had a port finish and and that appeased to some people but this one went too sweet so well that's yeah. that sazerac made that that's yeah that. yeah so yeah that's, i understand yeah. that you know but um you know but it's you know it's it is what do you think of, what do you what are your thoughts on this one bob uh you can definitely tell that it's an older base whiskey i mean the color on it is is definitely darker you can definitely taste you know the the bourbon notes that are there are definitely deeper um, you know, much more pronounced and, you know, you can tell that it's an older whiskey. Um, but again, it's, you know, the, the barrel finish on it, it was a little bit m- more for me than, than I would have liked to have seen. Again, other palettes would probably differ. And, you know, I'm sure that there's a lot of people that would absolutely love it. Right. It's just, uh, for me, I'd like to see them back it off, you know, another two months two, or so right, exactly i was saying four months if yeah. you backed it off to you know four months and see how it was yeah because i can see it's, where this is going and i can yeah. see where this would be really good it's just it's just barely over that line for me but see i don't like i said i don't know who they're playing to i don't i agree with everything well, i'm not gonna said. worry i'm not gonna judge i'm i'm not in marketing i don't care i i, I care yeah. about what's in the glass and again if this was if they dial if the sweetness was dialed back just a bit I, I think it would be really, really nice. You know, I'd, I'd like it. But I just don't see you know? my wine friends drinking this. And I yeah, don't I've, see I've my met your friends wine friends. Really Those snobs no, ain't I mean, drinking anything. Be, you on. know, they might be looking at it as a cocktail whiskey as well. You know, yeah. where you're looking at something, instead of cutting back on the sugar of a sweetness thing, you're using this and cutting back on the sugar, uh, you know, for maybe like an old-fashioned or something like that. And, well, I personally prefer a little bit of a spicier a bourbon in right. old-fashioned yeah. rather than something sweet because it tends right. to get lost. Right, right. I, I, I mean, there's there's a lot of a lot of people that like their mixed drinks, they like them sweet, and this might be one of those things that that enhances that for them. And I don't know because I don't really drink a lot of mixed drinks. No, he just I'm drinks just, it out of the bottle. What well, mixes when he... Wait. I, walks in, in and fairness, shakes the bottle. In fairness, I do put a brown bag around the bottle. That's only it's classy. Because, that's right. only because the guy at Seven Eleven makes you do it. <laughs> yes, you know, you know right. that's 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 different. But 
What do you think, Justin? I think that um, the port finish, port's also sweet, just like um, 1792. So it's kind of a complimentary flavor combination. The Chardonnay, from what I remember, is more of a contrasting flavor. So um, I think that there was definitely more heat in the second expression than the first one, but they, they still need to dial back the aging in the Chardonnay barrels. Yeah, it's, it's, it's again, I, I like it, but it's just, it's a, it's a touch on the sweet side for me. So it's, uh, you know, I, I'm excited to see what else they're going to come out with. Cause let's face it. It's not like they have a shortage of wine barrels oh, that they have access to this. Right. True. right. They only, you, they, well, I think this you is look at their the sales portfolio and there's an entire page filled with nothing but logos. So right. they only did 10 barrels with yeah. this at, uh, at the, uh, at the hundred proof. And so that's, that's really nothing, you know, in, in the yeah. size of barrels. I mean, they the could, they, you know, they could take this and, and turn into, you know, the wine finished Kings of California. Sure. Uh, Chardonnays, Pinots, you know, who knows where they could go with it. Oh, so, for sure. There's a lot of things they can do. And there are several out there. Yeah. A lot of people are doing it. They're not new at this. No, no, this. no. Gosh, no. No, I mean, yeah. it's, But those guys uh, have to go buy barrels from somebody. These guys don't have to buy a barrel from anybody. They got warehouses full of them. Yeah. So, Well, being in the wine business, and I'm sure they have connections in the bourbon business, makes it a little bit easier than some of these craft distilleries that are trying to get barrels. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's, and that's a problem. You know, I mean, it, there's if you are in the whiskey business and you are trying to do wine finishes, finding quality barrels to use to do the finishing is a huge, huge undertaking. I mean, there are there are scotch houses out there that actually own sherry bodegas because it's the only way they can guarantee their supply. And the cost of those barrels, it, I mean, honestly, as much as it costs to buy a used sherry butt, you, sherry should be free. I mean, they're basically subsidizing it. <laughs> you should be able to go to Spain and, you know, you should be able to buy a crate of it for about a dollar seventy-five because, I mean, it's free. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I can see where they're going and they're very new. I mean, this is like their third, I think, attempt. And, uh, you know, they're not that far off the mark, I don't think. I think they're doing a good job. No, I don't think they're very far off. I just and think, I think they can, I I think think they they, can take this and go with it. Yeah, I think they almost passed the mark a little bit for me, yeah. for myself personally. You know, yeah. but. Well, our well, SIPs rating be- from the Amador Whiskey Company tenure is going to be two SIPs. So, uh, you know, they're, yeah. they're definitely doing a good job. Well, that's all the time we have today. This has been a quick shot episode discussing these products from the Amador Distillery. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Reminded you can catch more of the episodes online, including our regular weekly show that comes out every Friday. So thanks for listening. And for Sip, Suds, and Smokes, this is Made Man Bob reminding you that life is too short to drink bad whiskey. This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.